15. What's the first thing that you conjure to mind when you think about the law? Better still, complete this sentence in your mind. The law is what? An ass? Boring? Broken? That one was mine. A quick plug for my first book there, Stories of the Law and How It's Broken. A gravy train for lawyers? Whatever your instinctive response, I'd imagine that, unless you work in the law or have a particularly favourable personal experience of the justice system, you won't be finishing that sentence with a compliment. The justice system is something that most of us, from my experience, don't feel a strong affinity towards. We don't feel we own it. We don't feel we have any real stake in it. It is something external and alien, something best avoided until we are dragged into it. More than this, many of us, according to survey after survey, don't simply look at the law with apathy, but with outright disdain. It doesn't work, it doesn't deliver what we understand to be justice. And the multiple ways in which it doesn't deliver justice are writ large all over our newspapers and boomed across the Houses of Parliament by our politicians. We hear about the compensation culture, no-win, no-fee lawyers driving an industry where people are handed absurd lottery-win payouts for the most trivial, self-inflicted ailments. To use one headline example, one council employee was awarded half a million pounds after he fell off the toilet. Another was awarded a six-figure payout when he crashed their motorhome after putting it on cruise control and going into the back to make coffee. We hear about the abuse of our legal aid system, the most expensive in the world which has become a racket by which fat cat lawyers help criminals and illegal immigrants escape justice at the expense of the British taxpayer. There's the employment tribunal system, weighted against the employer, showering unearned riches on whinging employees complaining about discrimination in the workplace. We read about the tragic cases of infants like Charlie Gard and Alfie Evans, desperately poorly children who are denied life-saving medical treatment by, in the words of Nigel Farage, a legal establishment closing ranks and directing that the children should die. Our activist judges, enemies of the people, are a large part of the problem, supplanting the will of the people with their own liberal pro-EU agendas. The problem is that those examples, and indeed almost all of what we are told about the law and the justice system by the tabloid media and by our politicians, simply aren't true. They are instances of what a marketing mogul with an eye for neologisms might call fake law. They are distortions, misrepresentations and in some cases outright lies, giving us a completely false understanding of the decisions our courts make, what our laws say and the first principles of our justice system. And the effect of this is to dishonestly and manipulatively divorce us from something which we in fact own. And this matters on a fundamental level. The law underpins our democracy. When we vote, we are voting for a legislator, for a person to represent us and to vote and act on our behalf when laws are made. If we don't understand the law, 
or worse, if our understanding is maliciously corrupted, it creates a huge democratic deficit. It means we don't know what we are voting for, and we don't know whether or not we've got it. Worse still, it means we are vulnerable to exploitation, to those in power taking advantage of the gaps in our understanding to service their own agendas, which often run counter to our interests. Because what is crucial about those examples I gave before is not simply that they are untrue, but that those stories, those very narratives, were used as a cover by those in power to remove our rights. The lies about the so-called compensation culture have led to legal reforms making it harder, sometimes impossible, for injured people to seek redress. Lies about employment tribunals resulted in the government bringing in a scheme of upfront fees for claims. Destitute, recently sacked people were required to find hundreds or thousands of pounds just to lodge a claim for wages worth a few hundred. Claims fell off a cliff. The scheme was later found to be unlawful by the Supreme Court, but not before the lives of thousands of vulnerable people had been turned upside down. Legal aid has been stripped to the bone, cutting millions of vulnerable people adrift from accessing justice in the face of rogue landlords, bad employers and inept, cruel government departments. The disease is international. The lies about the case of Charlie Gard and Alfie Evans were used by politicians in the US as weapons in the Trump administration's attempt to overhaul Obamacare. They were seized by Fox News and the Republican Party and misrepresented as the UK's socialised healthcare system putting poorly children to death for reasons of finance. And back home, only last month, the fraudulent attacks on our independent judges and judicial review have led to this very government setting up a commission to examine how they can stop judges intervening when the government acts unlawfully. Our rights are under attack like never before. That is why I have written this book. I want to expose the myths and the lies that we have been fed for so long concerning our justice system. I want to try to reconnect us to something that we own and that we need to take back. I want to show how the law underpins and envelops our daily lives in ways we don't even think about and help people understand what is going on behind these popular recurring headlines. A large part of the problem, historically, has been people like me. Legal professionals jealously guarding the complexities of the law and the secrets of the justice system as ours alone. Nothing that the public need concern themselves with, just trust us that we've got this all under control. That mindset needs to change. The law does not belong to the lawyers, it belongs to all of us. We deserve to know how the law really works and where the problems really lie, because make no mistake, there is a lot wrong with how we do justice. It's just that it's not what usually makes the headlines. I worry that we are increasingly vulnerable. We live in times where the government makes no secret of its disdain for the independent judiciary, for the lawyers applying the law, for any mechanism that seeks to hold it to account. And like many governments before it, 
it is trying to convince us that the changes it wants to make are in our interests, are, for want of a better phrase, the will of the people. If we don't know when we're being misled, we can find ourselves cheerleading the erosion of the very rights and protections that we have spent so long fighting for.